the Michigan three-point shooter, Luke Hancock, and he's done it to the tune of trying to get his team on the lead. And up ahead, to Siva. Oh. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge. I am Chris Hatfield. Gabe, I am on the journey of a lifetime back home to Louisville as we speak. Um, you're on the road, Louisville. Chris. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. Our first ever in-the-car recording. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is, a, this is a big moment for the pod, man. I agree. In-the-car recording. Yeah, just windshield wipers flying off um, while you're driving down the highway. And then the, the, the best part about this whole thing is, uh, like I was telling you when before we got recording here, is like it's raining and the windshield wiper falls off the, the window or whatnot. Yeah, and we're right by a, right by a Love's Travel Center that calls himself a travel center, but doesn't carry windshield wipers. So I don't really understand how those things work. But um, yeah, finding the only AutoZone <laughs> in Indianapolis, um, it's been kind of a trip. But man, I'm I'm really excited and, and happy to have a perfect a, a perfect pre March journey, uh, yeah, pre madness totally. journey. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, recording this. It's ten thirteen. Uh, Wednesday night, the night before Louisville, uh, in like almost 12 hours, is scheduled to face off against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'm so stupid excited to see Louisville basketball at NCAA tournament. Game. It's, it's, uh, this past few days have definitely kind of been a wake up call, Chris. Like they, they've definitely been sort of a, sort of a, a remembrance, kind of a recall to life type thing for, for me as a Louisville fan and seeing the team in the tournament. I mean, yeah, two years ago, we were like, well, we were a two seed two years ago, right? Yeah. I think it was a two or a three. That was the team that lost to Michigan. Right. Yeah, the team that lost to Michigan after Michigan had like that were crazy good run because they yep. got into a plane accident, which is just another. Just oh like, yeah, <laughs> kind of a fox plane a plane accident, but nonetheless, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some type of accident. They won the Big Ten tournament and whatnot, and then that whole thing. It's only been two years, but it feels like it's been like five. Like right, I, I kind of just echo your feelings. The last few days have just been like, hey, I mean, you know, they had the the pressers today, um, the right. Coach- talking obviously the players talking and it just it, it kind of really sunk in over these last 24 hours for me that it, it's weird to say as a Louisville fan because you know I mean no one's really celebrating being in an NCAA tournament for as a Louisville basketball fan but it just it, it's great to just be here again you know no you're absolutely right and and, and- you know, you mentioned the media day. I've been following kind of passively, you know, seeing what some of the players were saying. And it's actually something this kind of feeling that I think we have. And I'm sure a lot of Louisville fans as well, just being happy to be back. Um, it is it, it's something the players have. And I, I saw right. I saw that I was telling you just before the show, you know, kind of what you know, what I was noticing. And I saw this quote from Jordan Wara where he said, we have to make people remember, like, we're going to show people what Louisville basketball is again. And I was like, like, that sounds really corny and I clicked on the video but he was like dead up serious he yeah. was like this is our mission this season is we're going to remind people we're Louisville basketball we are in the tourney every year and we show up and, and we we are meant to be heard of and heard from so it feels like it would have been a good week to show these guys some of like old tournament footage yeah and I don't know I mean like given how Mac the, yeah given the way Mac is I wouldn't be shocked if they did because uh you know and also just hearing some of the, I, some of the stories I there was the 
the water story about uh, about Christian Cunningham went around it's this week from Jeff Green. The internet. It's Reverber- just the most the second most Louisville thing behind asking what high school you went to is just bragging <laughs> about water. And uh, we've talked about it several times, Chris. So shout to Jeff Greer for getting all no, of those. We those posted details. that quote on our, our Instagram account, and I don't think we've we've seen much reaction more so on anything yeah. than that quote by uh, by Christian Cunningham. It, it's beautiful. Where he basically said he's like he'll drink he drinks the water in Louisville, but he won't drink tap water in other cities, <laughs> which is just hilarious. I, who would have known Christian Cunningham is 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 so his water so important to him? Uh, just really fun, really fun. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 been quite quite an experience following this from afar. It's always interesting when um, when you have an NCAA tournament like this kind of first pod is always like far away because you get like all the media guys go out there and you've got all the radio shows today. The past Chris, I, I joked and you you like the tweet the past two days. Um, Dave and Buster's really been dropping the money for Dude, the radio. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I have never heard more about Dave and Buster's in my life than I have the past two days. And then, and then today everyone was in um, <laughs> was in Des Moines, Iowa, which I hear is a great town. Um, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's really nice here. There's a lot of good beer stuff and stuff like that. So Low-key, who would have known? Figure out which one I'd want to go, like which city I'd want to go to more between Des Moines, Iowa and Jacksonville, Florida. But I can tell you right now the answer to Des Moines, Iowa, because Jacksonville is like the, the Jacksonville. It's like I always joke that Orlando, if it wasn't for Disney World or Universal, Orlando would be just a trash city. Right. So Jacksonville is like Orlando without all the good thing or the, the good <laughs> things they have, even though they're closer to a beach. They're still just like it's just a swamp and it's not like that great. Like the pool. No, the- I mean, I, I've spent a night in Iowa, but my problem is every time <laughs> I think of the city of like the state of Iowa, I think of Iowa basketball. And yeah. I just think of boring, generic things. And I can't get that out of my head. So, I mean, Des Moines, Iowa could be great. Uh, the beer selection could be terrific, but I, I don't think I'm ever really going to give it a fair chance. Fair enough. Well, you know, if there's any Iowa listeners, we apologize. I don't speak on behalf of Chris. I'd be very welcome. We very much enjoying. Need to uh, have more of an open mind, right? Need to have more of an open mind. But Chris, we wanted to talk about this matchup kind of in depthly. We went a little bit into it. Uh, You were tweeting out a lot of really good morsels, Chris, about. You know how Louisville matches up with Minnesota. Uh, so, what's what's some of the research? What's some of the stuff that you've got? I've I've got some stuff well, but let's. What are the keys that you're kind of seeing to this matchup? I mean, honestly, I, we can throw some numbers in a second, but I think yeah. my biggest thing for this game because Louisville is a better bas- basketball team than Minnesota in my mind is yeah. making sure that Louisville doesn't come out flat, and right. I, and I think that can be a tough thing because it's going to be eleven thirty. You know, central time there, the the gym's going to be probably not that full. And I think they kind of need a game plan that kind of lends itself to that. So I think Chris Mack, if it's just one thing that lends, like pick something that lends itself to aggression, like rebounding, uh, say at the beginning of the game, we are going to own the offensive glass. And that is their focus going in. And then, you know, kind of thinking a little bit more through there. But in this in this particular matchup, I don't think mobile basketball needs to think too much. I just think they need to make plays. I mean, you look at the numbers, Minnesota is not a good shooting team. They're not a good three-point shooting team. Right. They're a solid rebounding team. They're not going to force a lot of turnovers. I mean, they're, they're an old-style kind of grind-you-down team. But 
best way to kind of combat. So I, I think just needs to go into this game with a very passive, aggressive mindset. No, I, I, I can, I can agree with you there. Yeah. You pointed out, um, you know, we're in like a revolution of shooting three pointers, uh, both in the pros and in college and Minnesota is like very much old school. Like they kind of, kind of went away from that. Yeah. They only do only 28.8% of their field goal attempts are threes, which is like 350th in the country. I mean, every, uh, yeah, every field goal shooting percentage is either 250 or less, but the yeah. two point, I mean, they're just not a good shooting team. They're not a good yeah. shooting team. They don't try to shoot from the outside. Um, their game is, uh, you know, playing, playing Jordan Murphy in the trail position and in the offense. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, get They're pretty good at rebounding. They're pretty, they've got a pretty tall, um, front court or uh, backcourt. So they're able to really rebound pretty well. Um, but yeah, they, it's, it's, it's just a weird, it's, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. They are the type of team that Louisville has been able to beat all season. Yeah. So, you know, not to go into this game, you know, we kind of thought, you know, we, we talked before this, Chris, and you mentioned not to jump on what you said, you mentioned our idea going into this tournament was let's make the tournament. Let's see what happens. But I, I think we're both on the same page. If Louisville, if it comes to three o'clock tomorrow afternoon and Louisville's out of this tournament, that's a failure because this is a Minnesota team um, that they've been, they've been able to beat this type of team all season, uh, a team that doesn't press a team that isn't able to turn you over a team that doesn't shoot very well. Um, that's the type of team they've really succeeded against. Yeah. I mean, I think really the only like path to victory I see for Minnesota in this game. And I mean, it's a tournament teams can get hot from three, but that withstanding the only real, like, conceivable path I see is them getting you know 17-18 offensive rebounds yeah. converting on about half of those yeah. because then you you know you're limiting the other team's possessions and you're also giving yourself you know secondary scoring opportunities but you you even look at the look at the seeds even in a if Louisville say Louisville got a six seed I mean even some of the first round opponents that those six seeds has Maryland has Belmont's um, Buffalo, we don't know who they'll have. They may have St. John's. St. Mary's State. is in there, man. That's uh, St. Mary's is in there. And then who is the other 11? Um, let's see here. And then the other ones are Ohio, Ohio State. State, who's yeah. been playing a little bit better after late as they got Caleb Leeson back. So, I mean, I, I think this is one of the better first-round matchups that, I mean, obviously, you know, not in a two-seed or 14-seed, but I, I think this is one of the better first round matchup that that Louisville's had for quite a while and I, I just think it's a game that you know they have to win they're they're the better team and it's it's a game where Chris Mack needs needs to I mean I don't want to say he needs to prove something to you because I think he's done that but it's a game he needs to win it's a game he needs to win it's a game you know if he wants to stake you know already I think we kind of went into February of this year really thinking Chris Mack was coach of the year potential and he's right. really gotten dinged since then you know I, we can go over whether that was his fault etc cetera, etc cetera. we've done that I think enough um, but this is one of those games that elite top 25 top 15 coaches they win they go in and they take care of business right and they're on to they're on to saturday they're on to michigan state so i'm 100 with you i think uh, i think losing tomorrow would be a major failure barring some kind of crazy occurrence um uh, you know maybe someone gets hurt really bad you know not to not to bring that evil on anyone um but it just if everything if these two teams come in and play the normal way that they play uh louisville is the louisville should be and and by all intents and purposes has to win 
You know, I mean, what did I'm curious though, what advantage in this particular game does a Ray Patino scouting report give give to Richard Patino that he didn't already have? Because I don't know that that Rick's really familiar with any of these players. I mean, VJ King, Ryan Man, but not not really who they are now. I mean, not even Darius Perry, really. And certainly not Jordan Wara. People have people have made a big deal about like Patino, Colin, apparently Scotty Davenport and trying to get some feedback on this mobile team. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know how much there is there, but I, I'm kind of curious if, if in your mind there's anything that he, he could kind of say that could, I guess, influence the outcome of this game. I mean, I think. I the thing about it is is if anybody called Scotty Davenport and said how do you beat Louisville the first thing he'd say would be pressure them yeah and that's something Minnesota just doesn't do um, they just they haven't done all season they don't and to be honest they don't have the man to the manpower to do that it appears yeah. um, I know given, that's something given, you've you've really hit on and, and I think it's not really been talked about enough is it no it's not i mean they basically have a seven-man rotation and of course the word came today it unless uh you know unless he is being held back to just mess with louisville which it doesn't i I don't get that vibe just based on how it's going mott stockman isn't going to play tomorrow is is, would be would be if the smart money is on mott Mott stockman sitting it it would be kind of like the ultimate troll job it would be the ultimate if if mott stockman started the game though (laughs) he didn't i mean he didn't show up he didn't even he didn't even leave his hotel room today apparently right. uh, so maybe I mean if Patino wants to do that I mean I, I don't know I think I think that kind of there's a level of game gamesmanship I think that coaches have but that would be I think pretty far on the edge of it but maybe that's something you do when it's your dad's <laughs> you, the team that your dad got fired from um, but so even with even with Stockman there, I, I just they're shorthanded. They have base. They were basically already had a seven man rotation. They had two guys that were playing, um, you know, less than ten percent of the minutes uh, at at point guard, at guard and and small forward. And then Mots was kind of the second big man, the second center. Um, so I don't, you know, the, the the minutes issue. Even if he plays, it's still a problem. Uh, so yeah, now I they mean, have so now they're going to have to play this dude named Michael Hurt, who uh, has played one point five percent. Uh, of the game of the minutes in the past five games. Um, so either he's going to, so he's going to have to play, you know, you know, 30, you know, 30%, you know, he's going to have to put in 15, 18, 20 minutes potentially. Yeah. I mean, I think with all that said, the game plan is just kind of relatively simple. It's, you know, hit the glass hard. Yeah. Don't give up too many second job opportunities. Get to the free throw line uh, yeah. with the short bench. I mean, just just grind them out and, and just be overall aggressive. Be who you are. And right. I'm, I think Louisville should be fine. Did you – I saw that Ryan McMahon was asked about it, but I didn't really know how much of a story it became. But I saw the quote from Richard Bettino about his players remaining grounded and them not doing uh, the cross and bow um, (laughs) celebrations after a made three point. And I I saw that because Ryan McMahon was the first person that came to mind. I was kind of like, is that a shot at Ryan McMahon? Um, and I saw that he was asked about it. Did, did, did you see that? And did you have any, I did, I did. So I listened, I kind of got the whole, I kind of was able to pee, over the course of the day, be able to piece together the whole story. You tweeted out the quote. And then I ended up later that afternoon hearing Ryan talk about it. And I was like, Oh, let me hear Ryan talk about it. And he ended up saying that the one time that he did is one time. And it was because a friend of family was at the game.
game and had told him that he should do it once. So he did it for him. And then I ended up going back and hearing uh, Richard Pitino talk. And it was very much like a gracious. I don't know, unless this guy's BSing. He doesn't strike me as a, as a Pitino talk type of guy. Right. Pretty straightforward. Um, unless he was BSing, it was pretty straightforward. It was pretty much uh, it doesn't. They're not the type of team that uh, is super showy. Um, I don't know. Maybe I guess he's played some players. He's played some teams that are super showy. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's it was a kind of an odd comment. I agree. Yeah. Like I thought it was really straight to the big 10. Who was, who was showy in the big 10? Like, I don't know that that kind of just struck me a weird way. I, I also, I'm not really sure how much I believe him when he says I've hardly watched any of Louisville basketball this season. I, I just don't know that I believe that, um, uh, but yeah. maybe, maybe not. Maybe I, I just want to make it a story because it's fun to me. Um, but the yeah. other the other thing about it that I kind of didn't realize is how young Richard is. Yeah, I forgot that he's what uh, he he's thirty six years old. So when he took the when he took the Minnesota job, he was like thirty. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, it's that's bananas. What, that's what <laughs> Rick Pitino being your dad will will kind of do for you, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. And. I mean, I mean he's, were, he's he's had a solid sin at Minnesota. I think yeah. last year was was pretty difficult for him. But I would say this you know, year, kinda, too, they've lost. They've lost. They lost a lot of guys over the course of the season. I think this is honestly, you know, honestly, looking back at his his resume, thir- you know, in 2017, they made they were a five seed and lost in the first round. Um, but this season has been has been pretty good. Last season was really rough, of course. Um, but they've got a lot of young guys. Apparently, you know, they've there's they're starting two freshmen. So. You know, things will get better for him. But um, yeah, no, it it seems like he's done a pretty good coaching job. Um, They're just they're not really playing their best basketball. You know, they're not they're not playing the type of basketball that I think Louisville should lose to. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, I I think I think the key for uh, what I've heard from a lot of people is why they had the success they did towards the end of the season is they just kind of got into the paint and they overpowered a lot of teams. Um, And that was uh, they beat Purdue twice. I believe they beat Ohio State. Um, so a few teams like that, but yeah, I think we've kind of said, you know, everything we can really say it's, it's a relatively simple thing for Louisville. If they show up and they are who they've been yeah. most of the season, even when times they haven't really shown as much poise, I still think they're, you don't, I guess what I'm saying, you don't need the, the performance they played against Virginia tech where they hit 11 threes yeah. to win. They don't need that. And, and to be fair, I think they, the, the, the performance that they've had against, you know, I mean, even against North Carolina, I mean, North Carolina out rebounded them, but that's what North Carolina does, you know, 35 mm-hmm. to 29. If, and, and we, I think we've seen an emphasis in the past couple of games on rebounding um, and on rebounding from the guards. I mean, um, I mean, is this, is this a game, you know, not to, not to be like silly, but like, is this a game where you see uh, VJ King come in and rebound a lot? Cause he right. seems to do that better than some of the other guys on the team. Um, is this a game where you see Darius Perry come in and, and drive and, and earn fouls? Um, I think it could be, it could be. Um, I mean, if you, if you see Darius Perry come in tomorrow and he drops say 10 points um, and Louisville wins by, you know, eight or nine, the hype train of people thinking Louisville has a really good opportunity against Michigan state is going to be full aboard. 
and I'm here for it. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's to kind of talk on that a little bit. I think we're, I think we're going to talk about the bracket here in a minute in general. Um, but to kind of talk on that, it's funny because I think like Sunday night and Monday immediately, I think just because of the storyline, people were just like, Oh, Minnesota over Louisville. And then since then I've seen so many people just be like, watch out for Louisville to upset Michigan state on Saturday. Right. I was like, really? Like, well, yeah, I've seen like, I've seen a little bit of both. We'll get to that real quick, but I've seen, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, you kind of interest in something else is like, I've seen a few people, the people that have picked Minnesota over Louisville, not really give me any conceivable, like, analysis of why other than oh it's just you know, patino it's all about yeah. patino <laughs> yeah but, nothing to do but, with but back to the michigan state thing like, i've seen that too and I, I mean yeah it's it's interesting no it's it's pretty fascinating and we'll 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 say that for the bracket but um any last thoughts on minnesota before we move on no man i mean jordan murphy is a is a good player um, yes, he, he, just give us like two minutes on Jordan Murphy because you did you did write about him. Not to not to go back. He's just well. a very unique player. I mean, you don't really see a lot of like big guys with kind of his skill set who are, I guess you could say, under undersized. That yeah, he, he kind of fits that like Draymond Green. He's nowhere near the passer that Draymond Green was, but the kind of the guy who comes up with like weak side rebounds or, or defensive plays that you're just like, how did he kind of do that? He does like two or three of those a game and I'm sure he'll do some tomorrow. Um, and it's just kind of like a, a cool guy to watch and a guy to watch out for. He's going to try to be overly physical with Louisville bigs. He's probably going to pit put either Enoch and Malik Williams and two quick fouls. But I mean, yes. that's damn near became a part of the game plan at this point. Um, <laughs> Louisville expects that. So, I mean, you're probably going to see that, but it doesn't really mean much, but yeah, dude, like, Jordan Murphy is a unique player. Um, He's, I think the closest comparison I would have to him is of Louisville guys is probably Kerry Blackshear. Um, Maybe not as offensively gifted as Kerry Blackshear, but pretty similar to him. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It's um, more Murphy and Amir coffee are, are the guys that little fans. I'm sure they've, they've heard if they've been listening in, those are the guys to keep a key on, especially yeah. coffee from deep. Um, he's only yeah. shooting, he's only shooting 30.6% on the year, but he's taken the second large or the third most amount of threes. If he's hitting threes, if he's unconscious, that's red flag. Number one. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be a juggling for Louisville. That will be the, the, because you know, he's six, six. Uh, I don't think you can really put Cunningham on him. I think you'll see Sutton Wara um, and four all switch off of him. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to get multiple looks. And I think you'll probably see, Sutton on Jordan Murphy at some points too. I, I think completely. Uh, I, I would be, I feel like Sutton uh, is, is, the, those two guys, he's going to have his handful because he could guard both of them. That's, yeah. you know, one of those guys is usually on every team. And that's, that's typically who he guards. Uh, War is going to be, have to going to have to be on his defensive game. And yeah. that's almost why I think VJ King might have a more um, outsized kind of, um, you know, impact on this game, just because I think he can, he might be able to guard one of those guys a little better than Jordan does. If he has some lapses defensively, um, I, I would love to, I, I don't know if it exists and I have still yet to been able to find it, but I would love to see an individual stat log of like defensive ratings for each game, because I feel like no Wara Wara has really picked it up defensively over the last few games kind of quietly. I don't know that it's really shown up on the stat sheet, but it doesn't seem like he hardly misses rotations anymore. And that was almost something we became accustomed to just a, just a sidebar there. 
Yeah, I, I don't see anything just looking at Ken Palm. He does have a steal a game um, in the past three games against North Carolina, Notre Dame, and, and Virginia. Um, so deflections, if we had the Rick Pitino deflection chart, I bet I bet he'd he'd be pretty full on that. He, but he did have nine defensive rebounds against Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, to, that, that's but, stellar. That's definitely it. Uh, so, yeah, so I think, that, I think that's about all we can say about the Golden Gophers. Hopefully um, – you know, fingers crossed. It, you taking a look at? I saw um, five thirty-eight. You know, they put out like their their projections of, of what's going to happen, and I noticed that Louisville was, uh, for what it's worth, they were the highest percentage chance of winning among the well, other among the seven seeds. It seemed like uh, we what kind was of that percentage. Do you remember? I think it was like seventy-one percent. Yeah, um, I think that's about right. Louisville wins this game seven out of ten times. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. That makes that that makes about sense. I, I completely agree. So yeah, so let's move on to sort of the whole bracket. And Chris, uh, this this can pro- this probably be a little more messy than the, than kind of how we talked about. But we wanted to go over. I think I, we want to do region by region, so we can start yeah. in the East, just because Louisville is there. Uh, maybe talk about the Sweet Sixteen you have, any kind of upsets or things like that that you uh, that you are particularly interested in, or any any teams of note for our fans out there. I mean, I think we could just start with the the region, like yeah. as you said. I, I think the story of this tournament is just going to be about if anyone can overthrow a dude. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. And I, I think if you really want to win a bracket challenge and that's your goal, you don't pick Duke. Um, because <laughs> I, I yeah. think that's like if you're the guy, you know, in in the office pool or whatever, who doesn't have Duke or doesn't even have North Carolina and your team's still standing at the end, you, you got to probably, you're probably going to be the winner. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I would love to, to pick Virginia tech to beat Duke, but I just can't pull the trigger on it. No, I can't because I, I think that's the only like conceivable, I think that's the only maybe single digit game I see in this. And I mean, that's that, that, that just can't be right. Like I know. It, it, it's March Madness. <laughs> you can't look at a region and say, this team's going to win every game to the final four by double digits and just be like, yeah, I mean, I kind of expect that. And it doesn't feel right to say that, but I mean, do you have any other viewpoint on that than, than I do? No, I think I, they're the team to beat, man. They're the, 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 it's US, not even the, the UCF game is interesting for half. For a yeah. fu- it's it's a fun experiment of like weird basketball. Yeah, Taco Fall versus Duke. It's a, that's just really fun. <laughs> yeah, I would really like to. Uh, that'd be like one of those where I'd like to see what that first half spread is, and, I, and that would be like the interesting number to, to check from a gambling perspective. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at in the in the East. No, I think I think I 100 percent agree with you. A question for you about Duke, just because, I mean, obviously they're they're the one to talk about. Um, If Duke wins this all, uh, let's just say they just march their way down. Uh, Maybe that maybe they, you know, they have a little bit of struggles in the final four and in the national championship against whoever. Uh, But it's pretty easy from start to finish. It's Duke. Right. Where do they rank for you in sort of the pantheon of great college basketball teams if they're able to do that? I mean, I, I feel so unqualified to answer that question, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. I think the better like discussion and the one that you can have a little bit more of a discussion about is where Zion ranks. That's um, fair. Because, I mean, if you want to look at Duke, I, I, I think that the standard in my generation would be the Kentucky Anthony Davis Kentucky yeah. team, which kind of conveniently lends itself to Anthony Davis versus Zion. Um, <laughs> because I, I think that's that's kind of the discussion. I think if you know Duke kind of marches to the national championship and wins it all, 
that they are right on that there with that pedestal with that Anthony Davis team. It, yeah. It's hard for me to to pick an edge um, because. I mean, you look at that, if you want to judge, it, it depends on how you like want to judge it. Because if you want to look at the pro careers of those guys who've left, you have Anthony Davis, who obviously maybe at one point could still see him being the, the best player in the league. Um, and you have Michael K. Gilchrist, who's kind of had an up and down career um, right. to this point. And I mean, who else was on that team? I think, um, yeah. I, no, I think- no, go ahead. Well, sorry, I definitely just like stepped all over you because I I think the thing about the thing that's comparing Zion to Davis, I'm ready. I'm ready to put him in tour in in where I've seen. He is the most impactful college player I've seen since Durant. I'm ready to say he's more impactful than Davis. Davis got 20 and 10 all like he averaged 20 and 10 in college, right, which is obscene and absurd, but it just didn't feel as like impactful and awe-inspiring as Zion is. That's the thing is like, sometimes you just got to step away from the numbers and like what kind of makes the guy like the greatest of all time or whatever you want to call it uh, is just the lore of them. I mean, when Zion is on TV and maybe it's a social media thing and maybe it's the world we live in and maybe it's ESPN, you know, slobbering the nuts of Duke. Um, But (laughs) when, when Zion is on TV, it is a spectacle. I mean, it, it's it's a show, and, and people know about it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the guy's out for four weeks or three weeks or whatever it was, and just comes out casually and drops a couple thirty point games. That doesn't happen. And goes thirteen for almost, thirteen in his first game like, back, just like insanity. The, <laughs> in, the injury just adds to like the legend. Like it's like the whole like. Bo Jackson thing where you just hear the crazy shit like Bo Jackson jumped over a car or Bo Jackson just did this, did that. It's like it's fairy tale. It's fairy tale. We're there with Zion. I we mean, are. Th- we're there. the injury that's that's the one like kind of like unique discussion that you that'll have to be added to the 30 for 30 piece as if they if they kind of like win it all, as if that injury almost just added to his legend. Because him, yeah. like, just coming out right away. I mean, there were there were concerns before um, before the – when did he make his debut against Florida State? Was that the ACC tournament? The, was it Florida State? Uh, yes, right? No, no, yeah. Florida State Florida State made the championship. What are we talking about? It was, uh, it was against um, – Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was against Syracuse. I apologize. Yeah, Syracuse. And, uh, you know, going into that game, people didn't know if Zion would play 15, 20 minutes. And he comes out and logs like 35, 36 and has the 29 points and uh, probably sure close to a triple double. And it's just it's remarkable. And that's that's the thing that Kentucky fans are going to battle. If I've already seen kind of it, I think ESPN put it out and, and someone had like a tweet that went viral listing kind of Anthony Davis's accomplishments. And that's going to be the great debate. And I don't think that's that's fine. That's a fun debate to have. That's fair. Listen, I saw Anthony Davis came into the final four game against Louisville, like, like blocked the living daylights out of a Peyton Siva, like floater. And then came up to the student section and said, this is my stage and I'll never forget it. It haunts my dreams. It'll haunt my son's dreams. He was incredible. He was amazing. I, I, I just, I, it's not even a UK bias. I'm not even like, I'm not even like hating it's, 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 Davis it's, is the greatest. It's not thing. that either. Like Anthony Davis in person to this point, I have yet to see Zion play in person. Anthony yeah. Davis is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen in person. I, and I let me say, Co- I mean, and let me say, I as, saw Kobe Bryant some... play for nine minutes, but it was a shell of Kobe <laughs> Bryant. So, um, yeah, 
I don't even want to go down that road. That's, we could we could talk about it for 20 minutes. But one last thing, one last thing I just want to say, and you mentioned it and you joked about the ESPN Duke thing. But I've just gotten to this point where I'm OK with the oh yeah. my God, Zion 24 seven because he feels worth it now. Yeah, he and I love <laughs> I love that you have, and this isn't even like a, a joke to make fun of the odes, but I love you have the the you have college basketball sports writers turning into baseball writers, right? Where they're they're, they're like they're doing <laughs> the worst like kind of sports writers. Let's right, just clear that out. <laughs> they're doing the Yasiel Puig thing with Zion. Yes, like uh, you, the Rick Bozucks and uh, and I mean, uh, th- there's a few other guys who, if he dunks, it's like, and people talk about it. They're they're mad at people talking about it. And I'm like, the dude just put his whole head over the <laughs> rim. He jumped from the free throw line to and block he's 270. And he's 270 pounds. <laughs> you can't even throw a stake on the grill. <laughs> it's true, man. It's like we could we could do we we've done too much on this. No, it's 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 wild. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm guessing that you are taking Michigan State out of this region, then, uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> give me uh, give me your any any is there any upset? Are you in on the Liberty uh, Mississippi State upset? I think that's the one everyone's got. Uh, I'm in on Belmont to the Sweet Sixteen. I'm in on Belmont. Are you in on I are you in on Yale over LSU? I'm not in on Yale over LSU. I'm not in on Yale over LSU. I, I, I do think the thing point. that's the thing that's interesting about that LSU team um is in the tournament. I didn't look at the 16 seeds because I'm not gonna pay attention to 16 seeds when I'm kind of looking for uh, creative things. Yeah. Um but LSU is the worst their their opponents shoot the highest effective field goal percentage from the field of anyone in the tournament. They almost shoot 52%. Oh, gosh. Um, so, I mean, if you think of Yale, you think, uh, I don't know anything about Yale, but if you think of Yale, you think they probably got a few dudes that can shoot to three and they probably shoot free throws as well. So, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe there's some validity to that one, um, but I, I'm not buying it. I can confirm they shoot the three pretty well. They're 43rd in the country in three-point percentage. Yeah. Uh, actually, mean, that's, actually that's 250th in free throws attempted over field goal. Wow. I would have lost some money on that. Yeah, you would have. Okay, so uh, you've got Duke coming out of that region. We feel pretty good about it. Let's move mm-hmm. over across to the South, uh, Virginia's region. Um, can uh, Are you on the Virginia to the Final Four bandwagon, Chris? We'll start from there. I'm on the Virginia to the Final Four bandwagon just because I don't think you can pick another team. Well, what I mean, about who, who else do you – I don't believe in Tennessee. I believe in Tennessee. Okay. that's. I believe in that, Tennessee. I, I think I figured that out when you posted your bracket, and it seems like t- it seems like Tennessee is like one of those decisive teams where either you think you don't believe in them at all, or you think they're like national championship good. Uh, that, that's I don't kind think of they're national I, championship good. I just I, and I told you this on Sunday. I, I, I'm not in on Virginia until they do it. I'll be right. I'm okay being wrong <laughs> when when they do it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm okay being wrong when they get to the final four. But I got burned, and I've gotten burned too many times. I got burned in that Virginia Florida State game really bad yeah had a, had a lot riding on that one pal <laughs> since, <laughs> since, since then and i think i even had i think i had him winning a championship in a, in a bracket or two last year um so yeah since those two years i'm just i'm i'm out on that um, I, I, I think there's i think there's you know you can say the virginia choke thing but i think there's two teams you can pick to the final four 
in this in this whole thing, and you don't really have to validate why. And Virginia is one of them because people know how good they've been. Yeah. So I, I think that's the other part. one. And I would say Duke's the other one that you can. You don't oh, okay, really okay. Say, you don't really say why. I thought you meant this region. Okay. No, no. Um, no. So I mean, I. I mean, I'm just saying DeAndre Hunter is a difference and I, uh, we don't have to go into discussion. Yeah. If, if you, I mean, if you disagree, you have a great point and I can't really combat it. So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. So you have Tennessee there. I have Tennessee there. Yeah. And then also, uh, the, uh, the kind of my upset and it's not really an upset cause it's 12 or five. Let me get Oregon over Wisconsin. Yeah, I like that one too. I just I, I think, think Oregon's really hot right now, and trust me, I I was a person who was no bid pack, you know, one bid pack twelve, um, so very much against that. Um, I don't understand. I've seen a lot of people kind of put St. Mary's over Villanova, and I don't get that. I love I, that Villanova team. I have them over Purdue. I have them over Purdue as well. Uh, I wanted to put that in there. Um, it, St. Mary's like plays ridiculously slow for no reason. And Villanova is perfectly fine with doing that. So uh, don't, don't play yourself, kids. Don't get cute with St. Mary's over Villanova. Um, I, I think that Cincinnati, Tennessee game will be an absolute bloodbath. That is the other thing I wanted to say As I think if Tennessee can get past Cincinnati, I think they can get past Virginia because it's, it's, it's Cincinnati still plays a rough and tumble style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very you know but i just i don't know man I, I call me corny but i'm a fan of experience and i just think i think tennessee is going to be able to to really mess with some teams um you know I, virginia doesn't get super physical so i think if, if te- tennessee can get there they can do that what's uh, funny about tennessee and i think rick barnes has kind of killed this a little bit but people point out all of like virginia virginia's like choke things but they they kind of ignore the fact that rick barnes made it to a sweet 16 with Kevin Durant. <laughs> I mean, so that that's part of this too, right? Like that that that's has fair. to be a storyline too. I mean, Rick Barnes, I think that's kind of outplayed. I think Rick Barnes can coach. He's shown it with this team. But yeah. that's 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 something to remember if if you're going to point out, you know, the kind of Virginia's Virginia's it's a point, and it's a, it's a point I've been willing to ignore. But uh, I think that's definitely the other storyline, um, and, and just kind of a running theme here. I guess we'll go through at the end, but um, just a lot of chalk, man. It's going to be a lot of chalk in this tournament. I think you're going to see a lot of ones and twos in the elite eights. Um, I I think Tennessee's the only two I have in my final four, so sort of spoiling myself there, and. Um, I just, I just think there's going to be a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of fun underneath that. So yeah. a lot of six seeds making the, you know, sweet 16s, elite eights, um, stuff like that. Let's move down to the West. We're going this clockwise motion. Uh, I think here, uh, are we getting North Carolina, Kentucky too? I think we are. Yeah, I think we are. I think, we are. I, I guess, I guess the major question is PJ Washington. Um, I don't really know how much of a thing that is, but I mean, that is, I mean, you, you were traveling today. Did you get the latest? Did you get the, I I saw the, I saw the Calipari update um, where he went to the specialist and that's, that's the last I heard. Yeah. It's, I mean, we, I don't think we've gotten anything since then. So you're, yeah, you're up to date, but that it's just a very odd situation, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really strange. I mean, I think, I think if PJ Washington is, you know, not a hundred percent, I think the Houston game is interesting. Uh, but beyond that, I think we're going to get North Carolina, Kentucky. And I think that could be, you know, one of the best games of the tournament, probably completely agree. Games of the I completely tournament. Agree. And I, I've heard some Kentucky fans very, very confident against North Carolina saying, Oh, they were really bad uh, when we played them or they didn't play very well. They turned yeah. the ball over. And like, I was like, yo, I, I dog, like, we, beat this, we beat this squad about by 26, you know, right. in their house, dude. Like, no, no, no. They're completely different. Um, 
I, I agree with you on Houston, but I am intrigued by Wofford over Kentucky. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it, especially given the fact that Wofford, they're the, um, I believe that I did a little bit of research in it before because I had a friend text me earlier today. It's like, what do you think about Wofford over Kentucky? I did some research. Wofford is the third highest. uh, They're the third highest team in the tournament in percentage of their shots being threes. Um, Only Villanova and Auburn, I believe, are above them. Uh, So the Terriers really just shoot a lot of threes. And that's something that Kentucky has been prone to struggle against. Yeah, I was curious. I would be curious to know how many Seton Hall made against them when they beat them. I know Miles Powell had like that, that crazy game. Um, but I, I think that's definitely, I mean, that, that, that's a recipe anytime you can yeah. make threes, but yeah, I mean, teams, teams shoot an average of 36% from three on Kentucky. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, the, you're, they're prone. You know, I'll, I'll pull up Seton Hall right now. They're pretty prone to that. Yeah. Um, Seton Hall went 11 of 26 from three shot 42.3%. That's kind of, it's a recipe. It's a recipe for, for beating Kentucky. Um, I Auburn did not shoot very well um, in the, in the meeting um, that they had at Rupp arena. And then I think they, what was it? It was a two point game. Auburn lost by two points at Auburn. Yeah. Um, I don't recall what happened down the stretch, but I mean, again, that's just a recipe. If you've got a, if you've got a banged up BJ or PJ Washington on a Saturday and, and, and the, the Terriers come out shooting, that's just something to think about. You know, I mean, yeah, not, we, we saw how much being without like Reed Travis hurt this team. And I exactly. think being without PJ Washington would be worse more. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that's that's the difference between like most Kentucky teams that you think have a legitimate shot at the national championship. I didn't think the one last year had a legit shot at the national championship. I do think this one does. I agree. Um, but most of those teams generally have a, a pretty like two solid role players uh, coming off the bench. And I, I don't I will never really get sold on EJ Montgomery or Nick Richards until they show it to me. EJ Montgomery's had a few games. I don't buy Nick Richards. I mean, I just don't like, uh, I don't yeah. see it when, when I watch them and maybe it's just when I watch them. Um, but I, I think that's kind of a, a little of a underlying story here. Um, yeah, it's it, definitely and, the PJ Washington thing. And, and if any Kentucky fans are listening, this is not going to be news to them, but I think the key is Ashton Hagen's for this tournament. Yeah. It yeah. just, it really is. Even though he played, he played exceptionally well against Tennessee at 12 assists. Um, but three turnovers, you know, he, he's just, how he goes, they go. I really think that, especially, I mean, if PJ Washington, if PJ Washington's out, that's a different story, but um, I, I think he's the type of guy, especially defensively that has to be there for them. He has to, um, he has to be, you know, involved heavily and, and, and kind of up to on his game. I think that's kind of where he's slowed down just as a person who kind of watches Kentucky a decent amount. Um, I got a, I got a, I was uh, Ohio state over Iowa state actually in the first round too. Ooh, we talked a little bit about our Iowa state kind of, poo-pooing yeah um, I, I mean i was ohio state has had a struggle this season they have been yeah. up and down but at the end of the season they really started to to kind of play well they got caleb Wilson back and chris holman's a good coach and i just don't I, I have the little fun stat here for you and it may not really mean anything but i did find it interesting there are only 11 teams in all of college basketball that give up a higher field goal percentage at the rim than iowa state and there are only 14 teams in all of college basketball that shoot a higher percentage at the rim than Ohio State. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I, I think it, 
that's an Iowa State thing is to lose early, and everybody loves them. And I just, I see that. I see that the same way. We'll get to it in a second, but I see that the same way I see with Florida over Nevada. I like that too. Mm, okay. Okay. I can't wait to get to that one. I got some takes. Yeah. Um, no, but I think I don't, I don't hate that at all. I, I do. I do. I'm penciling in, I'm penning in Houston into the, into the sweet 16, just in yeah. general. Um, I think, I mean, picking that game doesn't really hurt you that much. No, it doesn't. are going to get beat the next round anyway. It doesn't. So. I just think I, I was, I was uh, sort of joining into that before Houston kind of, you know, choked it out towards the end of the year. I was in on that. Maybe we should be swapping Houston and Gonzaga train. I, I, I bought into <laughs> it a little bit. Um, so, but, uh, no, man, I just I, I completely agree with you. And I think the thing about Iowa State is they do this. We talked about on Saturday or on Sunday. They do this all the time. They go to the they go to the Big 12 tournament. They win. They play really, really well. And then they leave early. They leave the tourney early. Yeah. And there's I saw some crazy stat on the uh, while I was watching the Big 12 championship. They're undefeated in the Big 12 championship. So once they get it, they just have this weird superpower. And it's sort of the same thing they've got at home, like the Hilton magic. It's right. just this weird magic thing that they make the championship and they win it every time. And they're just stupid good of late in the Big 12 tournament. And no disrespect to Steve Prom, but I completely agree with you. I think Chris Holtman is a better coach. And I think he's, um, you know, this Ohio State team, you know, I don't think they were super expected to do much, but making the tournament was a pretty good accomplishment for them. I mean, that um, cupboard was bare when he got there, and I think they made back-to-back tournaments. They made it last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, I believe so. Yeah, so, I mean, they, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you there. It'll be interesting. That's, that is a, I think that's one of the more interesting first round games. Um, Cause I think Ohio state is, is, is better. Um, I, I think they're capable, they're, but I don't think anybody will pick them. So that, that's kind of why I did. No, that's I, I, I can, I can completely see that. All right. Moving on to the, okay. Okay. So do you, th- I, I, we never really picked winners. Who you, who do you have in out of this region then? I have, North, I have North Carolina. I have North Carolina as well. Because I, 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 I saw the North Carolina Duke game and I thought those were the two best teams in the country. So <laughs> I think I, spoiler alert, I don't have Duke winning at all. Um, so okay. um, I think to say that if I thought those were, the two best teams in the country that I think one of them have to be in the national championship game or one of them have to be. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that that's my whole thing. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm with you, uh, North Carolina. I just, I think this is going to be, it's going to be a Kobe white tournament. This region is, is Kobe white. If I could bet on Kobe white being the uh, most outstanding player of the Midwest, I'd do it today. I I actually looked, I couldn't find it on Bavada. Um, I just, I, I, he has really been great of late. He was excellent against Louisville. Uh, he was very, very good against Duke. Um, and and, and was- I mean, Cam Johnson has been so great. He's been, he's been so good that like Nasir Little would start for almost any team in the country, almost yeah. any team. It maybe he would probably start. He could start at Kentucky, like no joke. <laughs> he he yeah. could, but he could. Cam Johnson has just been so good that you couldn't do it. And that's, that's the kind of the thing for me. Yes. Kobe White's been great. I, I think that's, uh, I'm with you. And I, I think that would be a value bet that I would, I would look at too. But that's another thing is like that it, taking, being able to take necessarily little off the bench is just such a nice luxury that I'm not sure any team in the country has. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, I think this tournament has a Nasir little game. This, this tournament has a, a 20 point 10, you know, 10 rebound Nasir little game in it. Um, yeah. He, 
just they're so they're so stacked. They're so stacked. I mean, yeah. the, the one question mark for them uh, is, um, you know, when when if they don't have Luke May going, it seems like that they go sort of as Luke May goes. That's awesome stats. Uh, I think they're still they're still undefeated. If Luke May has more than fifteen points in a game. Yeah. So kind of if you can shut Luke May down, you sort of shut down. I think he's just sort of the release valve for their offense in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, he's kind of the guy, if you want to pick and pop, you can do that pretty easily with him. Um, so it's, it's, a, the, it's a thing to keep in mind. I think the two questions I have for North Carolina are both tempo based because if they win it all, I, I think I would, I have them beating Virginia right now or in right. the final four to win it all. So they're going to have to go through that tempo. Then yeah. if you're going to say they're going to be Duke, they're going to have to be Duke at their own game because that's the way North Carolina is going to win is going up and down the court. And it's weird to say that you would think someone would beat Duke in a game where, you know, the athletes are on full display and they're just going up and down the court. But if yeah. we, if we get Duke North Carolina in the national championship, my God, that'd that'll be, be amazing. That'd be really, yeah. Uh, North Carolina is the, uh, is the highest tempo team in the tournament. Yep. Do you know who second is just kind of off the top of the head? Do I know who second is? Are they, uh, they what's your guess? Digit- they're, they're a double digit seed. No, they're not a double digit seed. That's I okay, kind of like so. this is kind of fun. It, it rolls into the next round too. Um, hmm. <laughs> one guess. Give me one Florida guess. Florida State. No, the Buffalo Bulls. Oh, okay. Kind of fun. Duke is third. Uh, but yeah, no Buffalo, and that brings us into the West. See, look at that segue. <laughs> What do you make of Buffalo? I, I, I haven't watched much of them, but I find them really interesting. I, I would have took them a lot serious if I didn't have so much faith in Texas Tech. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love Texas Tech to the Texas Tech were the to the point where I've almost blanked out what they did at the end of the season. Have I was about no to say? It. It, I was about to so, say. It's so utterly ridiculous, but I, I just love them so much. I love their defensive makeup. I love how tough they are. I love how there's going to be a lot of teams that aren't prepared for the way they guard you. I love Chris Beard. I I just like them a lot, man. And the struggles, it's another one of those things. Like, you can say about their struggles, and I get it. That's fine. But I I just committed to this team in February, and maybe it's like the death knell for me. (laughs) But I'm just not going to let off them. I just like them a lot. Um, What are your thoughts on Buffalo? Well, no, really I, said, quick, I, said, I answered. I mean, I answered your question with Buffalo. No, real quick on Texas Tech. Tech. But... No, but quick on Texas Tech. I just can't get over losing to West Virginia yeah. in the first round of the Big Twelve tournament. I can't. I can't. It, did, it didn't kind of like. It was weird when I saw that game and I saw the spread and I thought it was like nine and a half and I, I wouldn't bet it, but I just kind of <laughs> thought you know I think I bet West Virginia plays them plays them tough because. Huggins has had a really like terrible season. And I just kind of thought when they get to the big 12 tournament, maybe he'll get his team to play a few flashes. And I, I think that kind of just is what happened is that they, they got lucky and played really well um, because Bob Huggins found a way to get the best out of his team. And Texas tech didn't really bring their a game. Um, and I think that happens, but no, they didn't. They that, shot that, really... that's, I mean, that's a, that's a totally legitimate argument. No, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, you know, um, Shot a little worse from three in that game than they did. They normally they shot thirty one percent. Got just dominated on the rebounding. That's that's yeah. what that's what that's definitely what was the problem there. But that to me, when I see something like that, like a, a team getting dominated on the boards, and they that hasn't been like a trend of them, I see that as a team just not being ready to play in that game. And if you look at it from that perspective, then it concerns me less. 
because that, that they were just kind of thinking that they were just going to walk over West Virginia. And I understand Probably. why they would think that. Probably. That's fine. I, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't get over that. I can't get yep. over Texas Tech. I, I, I can't get over losing to West Virginia, given how bad that seat. I mean, even though they, didn't West Virginia beat Kansas as well? Maybe I'm talking myself back into this. No, I think I think they beat somebody after Texas Tech. They definitely beat somebody after Texas Tech. Maybe it was TCU. No, they beat oh they lost to Kansas, but they beat Kansas in, in January is one thing. Yeah. Yeah. They beat Kansas by one at home. I mean, um, like one of their one like, of their four Big Twelve wins of the season. Even in the worst, like <laughs> worst seasons, it seems like I mean, even Notre Dame had that game. Was it Duke that they played really tough or was it North Carolina? It was North Carolina. It was North Carolina where, where it came down to the buzzer game. So, I mean, it seems like just really good coaches, even in the worst seasons, just That's find fair. a few few ways for their their teams to play really That's well. Fair. And I mean, I think if you believe in Virginia in this tournament, then you should believe in Texas Tech. Um, no. If you want to just look at the defensive metrics and that's kind of your your reasoning with Virginia, then you should also you should kind of stick strong with Texas Tech, too. No, that's that's fair. And uh, to, to but, you know, to go back to Buffalo, uh, I haven't watched much of Buffalo. I'm going to be 100 yeah. percent honest with you. I just I do. I am in love with pace and space. Yeah, that's just that's that's really fun. And then they sort of do that a little bit. Um yeah, ten, they're tenth in the country. I mean, th- second in the tournament in, in pace, and you know, it's kind of what you said. You know, it would be really interesting when they if they make it in to play Texas Tech, um, just because of that difference in tempo. Um, yeah. Texas Tech twenty two hundred twenty seventh in the country in tempo, um, and and with Buffalo, you know, tenth, so so quick. So compared to a, a relatively slow, de- uh, relatively slow offense, um, and Texas Tech is still the number one defense in the country. The thing that I kind of wonder about in that game is Buffalo. And I mean, I guess you could make this argument for almost any mid-major, but Buffalo's yeah. went through kind of kind of a season where they really didn't have any team that dictated their style onto them. And if you're going to play Texas Tech, even if you're going to beat them, they are going to play it at their peak. They're a lot like they're a lot like a Virginia in that respect. So you're going to have to play on their terms. And Buffalo's never had to experience that. They've never had a team that's kind of forced their their game plan onto them. It's always been Buffalo kind of dictating the terms. So I think that's something that would be a, a little bit of a weird adjustment to them. And, I, and I'm going to roll with a team uh, in a one-game sample size. I'm going to roll with a team that's kind of uh, used to that a little bit more, I guess. No, absolutely. Um, so to talk about Nevada, because uh, yeah. that's a team I think we disagree on. Because, uh, Chris, I've got Nevada in the Elite Eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, initially a lot. Um, I have no reasoning other than I like Mike Watt a lot. No, that's and that's that's really it. Um, Nevada is the better team. They're probably going to win. Um, but that's one of those value plays for me where I, no, I, no, I, I, I kind of see that Nevada will be picked by a lot of people. Um, and I mean, Caleb Martin's terrific, but I, I see a conceivable path to victory for Florida. Um, it's a game they may win 25, 30 percent of the time. So I, I'll take the risk. No, that makes sense. And I think uh, w- one thing that Florida does, um, uh, it's it's kind of interesting that they they um, they're sort of the opposites of each other. Uh, Florida is really good at offensive rebounding, um, yeah. really bad at defensive rebound, and and then it's the exact opposite for Nevada. They yeah. Nevada is very very poor in offensive rebound, bounding, and then uh, pretty good, you know, thirty first in the country in defensive rebounding. Um, 
So it's 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 definitely this opposite game. I just think the talent. I think Nevada's got talent, and I, they just no, so Nevada's much. The, Nevada's the more talented team in that game, and they're and they're a team that could beat Michigan. So I, I get where you're yeah. why you're there. Yeah, and like they've they. I don't believe in Michigan, but I'm not going to pick against John Beeline in the tournament. That's fair. I just uh, I don't know what it is about Michigan, but I just I. I don't know. I just, I don't, I watched, I've watched every, I've watched a few Michigan games um, outside of the Michigan state games, but I've watched every Michigan state game. And I I think Michigan state is a flawed team Mm -hmm. and just being able, just seeing this Michigan team unable to kind of decipher that puzzle is just a a red flag to me. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's the offense with Michigan. Um, it is it, that that's the biggest question is they remind me a lot of honestly the kind of the style they play obviously they don't really press as much but i see similarities to a lot of like louisville teams going into march where you, yeah you had this question yeah. mark of you know that they're going to be in every game they play they're going to be right there but are they going to have enough offense and enough shot makers to kind of push them through and that's that's the question mark with them um, I, I completely agree i think sure. the, the one benefit of michigan is they've got five guys who can show up um, show up and, and, and give you 18, 20 points. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think their, their whole lineup is, is good in that regard. Um, but yeah, I just can't, you're, you're hundred percent right. The, the offensive rebounding for a Michigan team. I think, I think John Beeline's always been really good at, at, at teaching rebounding. Um, they don't rebound. They don't get to the line, which is yeah. just odd. It, it's, and, it feels uh, like a lot with like these big 10 teams is like to win or to really make kind of a push in this tournament. They're going to have to rely on like being dominant from offensive reboundings yeah. or something. Cause they're going to yeah. have to find ways to provide more opportunities. Even that's the same thing with Michigan state or, and even Purdue um, in some respects. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. The funny thing today, I don't know if you saw uh, Charles Matthews thought that Montana was on the West coast. <laughs> it was really like, he, I he saw said, that. Yeah. That that was that was pretty funny. I, I chuckled at that. No, I completely agree. So yeah, um, I don't know. I, and I think especially when we're talking about sort of offense and um, <clears throat> compared to the to the you know the offensive of Nevada, you know, I just don't know if I don't know if uh, Michigan can keep up. So we'll see that. I think that's that's kind of a second round game, probably the second round game I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. Um, to be quite that and, and honestly, Buffalo and, and Texas Tech. Uh, what about that top part of the bracket? Do you? Uh, have, I was going to ask you about what do you what do you think about Florida State? I'm all in, man. I I, I thought that that performance in the ACC tournament, uh, getting by Virginia was gutty and, and was is the type of play um, that you really want to see. Uh, from a team entering the tournament and um, Leonard Hamilton, who I've like uh, joked a lot about <laughs> and said that he's a, a beatable coach. And, mm-hmm. um, but he's, and he's done this in the past. And I kind of, I when I, when I was really sitting down with my bracket, I thought about some of those Florida state teams in the past that have, have over overperformed their seeds. And this this smells like one of those teams. This yeah, and they've like always me. they've always been the same. There's like two good guards and, and a yes. talented big man. It, it's always been the recipe that's worked for them. If we get Florida State and Gonzaga, that is going to be a terrific game because it's going to be two up tempo games that both have high powered offenses and completely very enjoyable to watch. 
completely agree. And I, I, the, I am like foaming at the mouth of, uh, at, at the idea of having, uh, Rui Hachimura, uh, versus, uh, uh, Gale. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be super fun. Um, just having those guys go up against each other, um, you know, sort of finesse versus just sheer height and, and, and dominance. Yeah. I like the cultural aspect of a bunch of dudes from Florida state going up against Gonzaga for a trip to, <laughs> to go to the lead a too. that. That's it would fun. be fun. It would be fun. Um, yeah. And I, I, I kind of have this both ways. I kind of think that's almost a coin flip, but I, you know, um, but I, I think if you're wanting to get some value out of your bracket, go Florida state over Gonzaga. Yeah. I, I think that definitely exists. Um, Chris, did you hear the news about Syracuse? Yeah, I saw that as uh, in Frank Howard. Um, yes, is, I believe. I believe what's what's the, what's the deal though? Is he out or is he playing or it is seems he out like for he's out for the time? tournament? It's okay. it's said indefinite, but it seems out for the tournament. Um, but does that change your thought? A lot of people had apparently Syracuse over Gonzaga. I think that's just sort of the, I don't believe in Gonzaga type thing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, I don't know. That, that's kind of like initial, initial glance. It was like, let me take a second look at that. But I think Gonzaga's too good. And no, that's, very, I, that's very Syracuse thing to happen in the tournament. <laughs> Fab mellow, but uh, <laughs> of course, um, I still, I don't know. I almost feel like I still kind of want to take Baylor over, um, <laughs> um, over, or I mean, Syracuse over Baylor. Cause I haven't watched much Baylor this season, but yeah, I don't, I you know, just looking at their Ken Palm profile, doesn't seem like something to write home about. And I think the Syracuse team has, uh, you know, what they've played, they played without, um, ties battle, um, well, in the first game of the, the NCAA tournament or the ACC tournament, excuse me. So the I cool thing about the, the eight, nine games is you can almost be the contrarian in almost all of those games. <laughs> if you believe in the one seed, yeah. it's like, if you hit two of those and no one else in the poll has it, yeah. then I, you know, I mean, those are a few extra points. They're not really going to matter at the end yeah. of the day, but I mean, I, I feel like almost at this point, everyone has UCF over VCU. Um, I, I haven't seen, uh, do you have, you have UCF? I have UCF just cause yeah. I want to see it. I think that's sort of how everyone is. I completely yeah. agree. Um, if you're thinking about this from a, a game theory type perspective, yeah, go, yeah. go against the grain. If you want to, um, I think a lot of people are going to be changing their brackets to Baylor tonight. So yeah. if you want to keep it Syracuse, do that. Uh, so you have, do you have Florida state in your final four? I do not. I have Texas Tech. Oh yeah, Texas Tech. You said that. Yeah. Okay. So who you just want to roll through uh, Sweet Sixteens first, or I think we kind of did that, didn't we? Kind of. I was going to go ahead and give it in, in, in you know, entirety. So okay, we can have it here. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, I'll start at the top. Then right. I have Duke, um, Virginia Tech. Um, I have Belmont uh, um, versus Michigan State. I have Gonzaga versus Florida State. Texas Tech versus Michigan, Virginia versus Oregon. I do have Villanova versus Cincinnati. I didn't say that earlier, but I, I think, that, think Cincinnati over Tennessee, and that's another one of those where it's a value. I think Tennessee probably wins 60, 70% of those games, but if you have the, if you have it right that one time, yeah. um, and then I have North Carolina, I do think Kansas gets there, um, and then I have Houston, Kentucky. That's fair. I'll go. Th- I'll go through mine. Uh, okay. I have du- uh, so same order as as you did. Uh, I have Duke, Virginia Tech. I have Belmont. I have Michigan State in the East. In the West, I have Gonzaga and Florida State. And then 
Texas Tech in Nevada. And then I have, even though I just talked a lot of game about Buffalo I, I, in this bracket, I'm looking at a Texas Tech there. Um, think about it though, Buffalo, yeah. Uh, and then I have Virginia and Oregon and Villanova and Tennessee and North Carolina, the last in the uh, Midwest region, North Carolina and Auburn. Give me Auburn over Kansas. I don't know if, if Kansas if Kansas doesn't make it out of, I don't, I don't think Kansas is making it to Kansas state yeah. or Kansas. I don't yeah. know. I just got a weird feeling about that. And Auburn's also the type of team where we didn't talk about Auburn. Um, they just shoot so many threes. I think they could get hot. I don't Man, know. They could blow up a bracket in both ways. Cause I yeah, think a lot of people are going to be on them. They um, could lose. And, they could very well lose in New Mexico state, but yeah. And then uh, to round that out, Houston and, and, and Kentucky. And then we kind of already went our final fours. I'll go ahead and give mine just cause I'm here. Um, Give me Duke and Florida State, mm-hmm. and then give me Tennessee and North Carolina. Cool. So Florida State's your contrarian pick, and I guess yeah. Texas Tech is mine. One one stat, and I did you know this. I literally heard this like five minutes before I, we we came on. I was listening to ESPN. Uh, like the past eight years or so, one six or higher seed has made the Final Four. <laughs> Something to consider, especially if you're in a big pool, but I, I'm going pretty chalk just now. I don't know. I've said it sort of beginning. I just, I, I really think it's gonna be chalky. Uh, if I had one to take, it would be Villanova beating Virginia in the lead eight. And you know, yeah. Villanova making that, that last dance for Phil Booth. And Hell man, you can talk right to me if you want to get crazy and go Louisville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? I don't know. Yeah. No, not over Duke, but yeah. No, I mean, uh, if, if it was a scenario for Louisville, I think it would have to be playing Virginia Tech. I completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. So who's your national, what's your national championship in, or final four? And then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So on Monday I had Virginia winning it all. Um, and then I saw <laughs> Bettino tweet that he had Virginia winning it all. And then I immediately <laughs> changed. So now I have North Carolina winning it all. And I have North Carolina beating Texas tech in the national championship game, Texas tech taking down oh, Duke man. and depriving us you are, and just you are all in watching the world Chris die. Beard. I am all in on Chris beer. Let's go. Go just go red Raiders. I'm just seeing you in the full cliff cling Kingsbury, uh, get up the under armor sunglasses. Um, <laughs> It's, I, it's I'm envisioning it's beautiful. <laughs> if Texas Tech gets to the final four, I may have to Amazon Prime me a Red Raiders T-shirt. You will. Shit. You will have to. I I, I can't. I, I've tried upwards and downwards. I've I've tried to talk myself out of Duke and not cutting down the nets in Minneapolis. But I just I, I can't. I can't not. I can't not do that. I can't not see it. Um, I, I, and think, I, I think like. So I think that's a logical pick, but the argument, the the real like legitimate argument, if North Carolina plays Duke, is that North Carolina had the ball. Yes. With the yes. chance to win yes. in the ACC championship. Oh yeah. After oh, yeah. beating them twice in a row, so I mean, oh, yeah. it's people like it's weird because you can sell it to me like where it's like inconceivable that Duke gets beat. But at the same time, the argument for North Carolina beating them is not one that's very difficult to make. Oh, I completely agree. I could, I think that game's pretty close to a, a toss up. I just, I saw how just, just seeing how they dominated in green in, uh, in Charlotte, um, just upwards and downwards. And, and I'm okay. Taking Duke and in, in, in in I have Duke in North Carolina, in my final, 
have to, you know, so it's not, I'm not, I'm not far away from, from that thought. Um, I just, I, I, I hate to be with everyone, but yeah. Listen, I'm, I have a substantial, you know, this I have I would be down for, for North Carolina. I'd be I'd be very happy for that. Let me just say that. <laughs> um, so if someone gave you North Carolina and Virginia and Gonzaga to win the national championship, would you take them versus Duke if they gave you those three teams? That'd be really hard. That'd be really hard. I'd have to think long. I probably would take it. I probably would take it. I just think the odds are there. I think the odds are there. Um, that's purely an odds play probably. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, it's something feels special about this Duke team um, in a way that we don't, in a way that I felt about Kentucky in 2012 and way I felt sort of about Duke in 2015, where they sort of, you know, waltzed in um, into this tournament and really just took, took full advantage of it. Yeah. Um, they just, they feel dominant and it, it, it would, they had not their that, not that it moment would... against Louisville, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to. Say, uh, that's the fun thing about this. You know, not the fun thing, but the crappy thing about it is if Duke or North Carolina wins the national championship, you're going to be able to point to their games against Louisville as turning points in the season. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, Louisville's if Duke wins at all, Louisville's going to be on that one shining moment multiple times. <laughs> and it, it's a lot of it's going to be that Duke Louisville game. Yeah. And then, you know, and then North Carolina has already said that Louisville loss was the turning point for them. And uh, I think they've been the best since whatever the date, I think it was January 23rd. I don't know why I haven't remembered um, I, since that date, they've been the best team in the country, just up, yeah. up you know, top to bottom. So uh, I think those are your two and what they've never played. Right. Duke and North Carolina have never played in the NCAA tournament. Correct. Yeah. I didn't even know they played in the regular season. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? Uh, wait, what? No. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, I think you're right on that. So that, so that, would, that, be would, be, some, that would be some destiny there. That um, would be some destiny. And that would be incredibly terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like from an ESPN standpoint, I can understand how that would suck, man. ESPN still has the rights for the, the title game, right? Yeah, they, they do. They do. No, no, no. CBS does. CBS didn't. What am I? Oh, no, 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 no. You're yes, thinking CBS college. Does. Yeah, no, I was thinking that's what I was thinking. I'm also thinking because I've watched the Louisville Michigan game on YouTube so many times. The only YouTube version I can find now is Dick Vitale and it's on ESPN because it's the international broadcast. And, and I guess and that's that's kind of like the, yeah. the confusion I was making there. But yeah, back to like Louisville real quick. If we do like... The the Minnesota game, I think we we kind of took at this point where we think Wolf is going to win. If we get that Michigan State game, that that that's going to be a fun one. It's going to um, be fun because it, there's con, there's conceivable paths to victory for Louisville there. No, I completely agree, and I, I've I've kind of thought of thought going to that game um, from a Michigan State perspective, from a these guys punked us. We're not gonna we're not gonna let that happen again. Um, but I have. Do you thought, think that mentality matters in a tournament, though? I mean, what that I was what that's exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know if that matters. I think it matters more that Louisville can go in and say we beat these guys. We yep. can do it again than the other way around. Yep. I completely, completely feel that way. And Hopefully I do, we're recording a podcast to have that discussion. <laughs> I completely agree. And, you know, Kyle Aarons isn't, you know, I, he's out um, for the season, but I, not a huge impact. Um, but he's just another guy who can kind of uh, 
fill up space for them and, and stretch things out from threes. So yeah. I think that it does have some sort of impact. Um, so yeah, man, uh, tomorrow, 1215 or 1210, we'll be there, uh, watching in perspective places. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to lose. You, you, you took the half day from work tomorrow. I took, uh, yes, I am, uh, taking the half day from work. I am going to lunch just cause I know that the game's probably going to be over at three yeah. and there's just no point in going back, especially as amped as I'll be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's win, or, win or lose, it, it, win, or win, or lose. Lo- win or lose, you're not getting through the work day. So yeah. no, I'm not going to get through the rest of the work day. So I'll just uh, I'll drink a few more beers at whatever place I'm going and uh, go from there, man. And yeah. then Friday, Friday, do the work slog. I have to, <laughs> have to take it back after a long night of basketball. What about you? you watching any work special? Uh, I have. I think the verdict's still out on that one. Um, I can tell you where it's not going to be, and that's Dave and Buster's. Um, <laughs> no disrespect towards them, but no the, disrespect the, uh, sponsor the pod, David Buster's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, will, it will. It will be on location somewhere. Um, Those TV, places, TVA, not, not to not to divulge or not to digress, but. Um, those places, like a bucket of beer is like $30, like a bucket yeah. of five Miller lights is $30. So don't, just, don't make it. Don't make a sports bar high class. No, or, or don't pretend that it's high class with high class prices. I'm not going to call Dave and Buster's high <laughs> class. So let's let's sad set that. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I think uh, it is 1130. I think I've been in my parking lot for like 20 minutes. I, I don't want to <laughs> shut any doors. So we're, we're just sitting here. I'm I'm ready to collapse. So, um, yeah, All right, I will let you do that. Chris. The, the, Get, this was a good one. This is a good one. Rest easy for uh, the best four days in sports, bar none. Let's Come at me. Come at me, everyone else. Uh, yeah, man. So, so fun. All right, guys. Uh, thanks, Chris, for joining me. Appreciate it. Go Cards. Go Cards. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will. I'm sure we'll we'll do a pod probably Sunday or maybe even Saturday. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out. Yep. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one.